0: I want that. <laughs> I love eagles. We can sit and talk about eagles yeah, all day long.
1: He can talk about
0: eagles. All day long. <clears throat> been studying eagles as long as almost as long as I've been studying the Bible. <laughs> but now pelicans. I went offshore one day to fish a couple of years ago. I was uh, sixty-three years old. That's a long time for a boy raised down in the bayou lands, fishing the bays in the gulf and all of that so I was heading home. The Gulf of Mexico was laying down pretty good. I was doing about 28 to 20, 29, sometimes 30 miles an hour. And a pelican passed me. <laughs> I, uh, first question, is my engine running? Is my engine running? <laughs> I checked the speedometer. 29, 30, 29. And that pelican kept right on going. I said, only God can make something like that. Wow. Only God can make something that can fly so easily, effortlessly. Every now and then it would go. <laughs> and then... I I love, you know, pelicans. I love them. I'm going to tell you how bad it is. Y'all want to know how bad it is? I'm going to tell you how bad it is. Every every funeral I preach now, I think about that poor guy in the casket that's not going to get to see pelicans anymore. (laughs) Well, that's reality, y'all, because, you know, when you leave here, all these wonderful things wow. that we have here. Wow. Bye. Wow. But we're going to a better place. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think about that. <laughs> All right. A little shopkeeping. A little shopkeeping before I get into this, this message. Um, give or take a couple of years. I don't know, maybe five or ten years. I'm just saying. If you'll allow me a little grace years, today we are celebrating the 737,000 sixth day of the last day outpouring. Peter stood on the day of Pentecost and said, this is that, that Joel promised that in the last days God would pour out the Holy Ghost. I just want you to know how ripe we are. 737,006 days today, if my calculations of the day of Pentecost are right. I want to tell you what you're sensing and what you've been experiencing tonight. I just want to say, I'm going to, I'm going to plagiarize a little bit. I'm going to say something somebody else said. This is that. This is still that. This is so very that. It looks like like we're over 2,000 years old here. (laughs) The same Holy Ghost that was poured out back then is here tonight. We are just gleaning off of His maturity. His wisdom. And I guess we should be carriers of the things that Jesus did because the Holy Ghost is. He's a carrier of those things that are of Christ. And he sent to give them thing, those things to us. Jesus said he will not give of himself, but he will take of mine and give that to you. All right. Everybody inhale. That's one. (laughs) All right, let me see. The girl with the cap. Stand up. (laughs) The guy with the ponytail. Stand up. Set up. Stand up. who else? Anybody else? Pastor Butch hauled you up here and punished you,
2: <laughs>
0: right? <Stand> up. <laughs> we live in a world. I said, you guys. I got. I got a good word for you. We live in a world where there is a rush, but there's there's this this there's this constant, constant endeavor. To use faith to get God to do something for us—that's that's the word, y'all. That's that's the mindset. It's the paradigm. It's all about how good are you with faith? How much faith do you have? And what, what can you get God to do for you because you have faith? Well, listen, I'm going to unhitch the donkey from the back <laughs> of this wagon, <laughs> and I'm going to harness him in front of the wagon. Because let me me give you the startling truth. All this time, God is using faith to get you to do something for Him. That's the startling truth, really. You know, I'm going to have to, it's going to take me years to prove that. Believe me, I'm already two or three years in the making. But Hebrews chapter 11. Is all about how God used faith to get people to do stuff for him. It's not, not one of those people listed in Hebrews chapter 11 knew what they were doing. Or were trying to get something done by using faith. Every single case was God using faith to get them to do something for him. That's startling, y'all. It's it's upside down. It's backwards. But you just go home and you tell a friend, we rehitched that donkey tonight. (laughs) That man took that donkey from behind the wagon and he hitched it to the front of the wagon. Because, you see, let me continue Hebrews chapter 11. What is your name, honey? Marilyn. By faith, Marilyn came to the river tonight. What is your name, sir? Aaron, by faith, Aaron came to the river tonight. What is your name? Lisa, by faith, Lisa came to the river tonight. By faith, Bridget came to the river tonight. Somehow, God was successful in using faith to get every one of these people, these special people that were called out to be here. They did not know this was going to happen. They didn't know they were going to be called up here and blessed. And they did not know their lives would be totally and forever changed. They did not know. But they came. They came because perhaps all week, all month, all year. But today, God made sense of everything. And you thought the right thing to do is to go to the river. That's why you're here. I thought at my age in this walk with God, I thought this was strange, but just a few days ago I, I got this thought that Jesus came into my life and saved me. And then I got a thought, well, what's God really doing? The next step is me living for him. God gets to demonstrate himself through me. God gets to show his love through me. I I become a walking something for him. Imagine God introducing himself to a world by letting his son live inside of you. Now, I want you guys to contemplate those things. Thank you. I need that as much as I need water, really. And make I need, no, 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 no. I just need somebody to keep reminding me. <laughs> you guys ought to say, man, I sure am glad I'm here. Because God caused faith to walk it out. Now, if I ask you, what did you do to make this happen? you would say, preacher, I'm just here. That's, a, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't come with college degree. It doesn't come with a perfect lifestyle. It doesn't come with all the wisdom in the world. It comes because something inside of you let God lead you and you didn't even know it. Yeah, if any book is written about any man, that's the way it's written. Because if, if you'll ask Enoch, Abel, Abram, Moses, Joseph, you ask any of them, any of these characters in Hebrews chapter 11, when you see them, you ask them, how did that work? They'll all tell you. Don't ask me, I'm clueless. (laughs) I just had this feeling that this was the thing to do, and I did it. I would like us all to surrender to God that way. That somehow, by His grace and by His mercy, we walk out His faith. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, this is a celebration, right? <laughs> it's a reunion. It's a celebration, and uh, and so I should talk about something worth celebrating. Um. I like. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I believe we did. Um, I've 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 put some scripture together, and and I've titled this "A Position Worth Standing In." <clears throat> A Church Worth Celebrating. Um, I told Pastor Butch. 13 years ago, this ain't like no church I've ever been in. This church is different. The pastors here aren't trying to see how many people they can get into the building. They're constantly trying to train people and see how many they can get out of the building. That's uncommon. To take people and train them so you can send them out. And then you got empty chairs again. Most pastors aren't looking for that. They want it to happen the other way. <clears throat> when well, I'm going to tell you, God is still trying to reach the world. <laughs> He's still trying to reach the world. And so um, the results is opposite of the mindset because the more you train and send out, the more keep coming. It never stops. I also told pastors that It's only a matter of time. I said, you know, you're becoming a pretty good apostle. He said, no, 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 no. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I said, listen, you're doing your job too well. Inevitably, you will be an apostle. Well, I still see. Well, you know, as soon as you got all these sons and daughters scattered all over the world, they're going to say, hey, daddy, you got to come see what I'm doing. Well, it, it's already started. Huh? It's already started. You're already having to go see what the kids are doing. Any apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, any office that does their job well become apostolic. They bring up sons and daughters. They, they nurture. They, they instruct. They direct. They correct. They reprove. They rebuke. They exhort. Good family life really really good family life believe it or not <clears throat> got some preachers today that think uh, that God wants just a bunch of spiritual orphans they don't believe in spiritual fathers spiritual mothers huh? that's sad that's sad God said listen I don't want anybody to be fatherless if you turn up fatherless I'll be your daddy that's how God feels about it we need instruction we need direction We need covering. We need those things. We need somebody at the head of the table saying, uh, pass the potatoes, don't (laughs) keep the potatoes. (laughs) You got brothers and sisters, share. We got to have instruction. Matthew Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Jesus came and spake unto them, The word observe there, I, I, I like the definition of the word observe, observe because two-thirds of the definition is telling you what it's not. One thing that it says is it's not. It's not under guard. It's not under a sentinel with, with uh, rifles and ammunition. That's not what these observances were intended. They were, being, they were intended to be used Handed down, passed on. And it becomes a part of your lifestyle. Some people love their salvation so much they keep it to themselves. That was never the intention. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Don't ever get upset if you find a preacher on a street corner in India preaching to a dog. Hmm. He just doesn't have the same Bible interpretation that you have. <laughs> 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 Incidentally, I told you don't dogs in India bark the same as dogs in America. Y'all, you remember that? It's quite a revelation. Goats too. Goats, cats, birds, You can take any of those creatures from India, bring them over here, they'll get along just fine with all the other birds, cats and dogs. Only man has a problem with language because only man has ever tried to do something he was not created to do. Uh, Okay, I was just saying. (laughs) I was just saying. (laughs) Jesus said, this gospel is worthy of you preaching it. So, I want you to preach it everywhere to everyone. It's good preaching material. It's the gospel. Paul wrote to the Roman church, Romans 1, verse 16 and 17. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Could you do me a favor and pull up verse 15? 15? It's not coming. Verse 1, 5? Oh, she, oh she's diving. Okay, There she is. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at this guy over here, and he's just. (laughs) (laughs) I could probably pull it up right. Oh, it's locked up? Oh, verse 48? Uh Uh-oh. Romans? I I can pull it up. What does it say?
1: So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you.
0: Who are at Rome.
1: Rome
0: Mm -hmm. Because I'm not ashamed of (laughs) this. Rome was not on my schedule, he would say. And it wasn't until Jesus told him, I'm going to send you to Rome. Sometimes God takes us out of our safe zone, our comfort zone. And puts, it in, puts us in a different place that wasn't on our agenda. I just thought I wanted to back up that one verse. I want you to recognize the context that Paul is addressing here. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. There's a gospel to be preached and I'm not ashamed. <clears throat> ashamed in the Greek, the first definition is to be ashamed. It's simply that. It is simply to be ashamed. I'm going to tell you what works for me, okay? Let me share with you what works for me. Obviously ashamed. Obviously, obviously not wanting to be seen as. Feeling less valuable because of. Inferior due to the fact of. Not worthy to stand up for. Paul said, there's a gospel to be preached and I am not that. Not ashamed. Proud to stand up for. Outspoken in the presentation of. Relentless in the defense of. Forthgoing in the widespreading of. Top salesman in the product of. I've got one thing on my agenda: preach this gospel. That's what Paul was saying. Give the Lord some glory. That's a good. The gospel is good. The gospel is worth it. If we could have Paul here tonight to interview a little bit, he would he would add to my story. He would say, "I killed against it." I hunted down to stop it. I I stood in council for hours to get paperwork to permit me to do it. I considered myself to be the top defender against it. And now I have just one thing to say about it. I'm not ashamed. Of it. Sometimes it's tough not to be ashamed. Other people are watching. Strangers, sometimes the hardest time to really share the gospel is when there's some people in the room that know you. last church, Cindy and I pastored, we'd have young people visit. Every Wednesday night, we had young people come in from the high school. They loved our kids, and they loved our our young people, and so (laughs) they'd come out. And I noticed every time there was some new high school kids in the church, our kids would sit like, (laughs) It's like, well, well, we had a good service Sunday. (laughs) But Wednesday, oh, we're like, oh, well, our, our friends are here. So the next Sunday morning, I went right where all the young people, you know, they like to congregate in one place. And I'd go right, I went right in front of them and I said, hey, listen, y'all, I have a little newsflash for y'all. <laughs> uh, I, I, I recognized what happened Wednesday night. I said, hey, I'm not, pastor's not trying to beat you on the head, but I recognize what happened Wednesday night, all the quietness and all that stuff. I said, listen, listen, listen to me carefully. They already know. <laughs> <laughs> They already know we jump in this place. They already know we shout. They already know we raise our hands. They already know we talk in tongues. They already know we lay hands on the sick and people fall out. They already know. I hope this is not for somebody in this house, but listen, they already know. And so when you don't, they just think you're a coward. They just think you you can't you can't stand up for this. They just all they're thinking is what happened here. There is a <laughs> there is a context. Everybody say context. Let me tell you something that gets Christians in trouble every time. Okay, it's not like a kid saying you never give me a snow cone. It's not like that word never. You got one just last Saturday. What are you talking about? God's children get in trouble every time they read the Bible outside of context. Then you end up saying God said something he didn't say. And uh, he's keeping notes. <laughs> he's keeping notes. Hate <laughs> For you to know that too, but he's keeping notes. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to answer to God for saying something he said that he didn't say. And so I try to read what he said in in the context that he said it and this is the context I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ boy and I am loving it I'm done me me I'm loving this okay let me get back to business it is Paul said it is the power of God unto salvation So so I want us to get some stuff straight, really, really straight. It is the power of God unto salvation. All you have to do is believe this story. All you have to do is believe that Jesus is the sent Savior from heaven. God sent him. His dad sent him down to die for you. All you have to do is believe that, and the power behind it will change you. breaks chains off of you, sets you free. Your sins have no claim on you anymore. Your case just got thrown out of court. No devil in hell can bring it up again. There is a suit against you. Hell is to pay. But when you stand before God, Jesus, your advocate, your attorney now, will stand up and say, Took care of that with a couple of drops of blood, case dismissed. That's what it is. It is the power of God unto salvation. Now, there's a pill you can take that'll knock you right out. There's some medications that when you wake up, you won't remember a thing. But it's funny how guilt renews itself every day in spite of what pill you took yesterday. But this stuff I'm talking about will take care of guilt too. It'll push that guilt so far from you. You'll you'll ask your mama, something different about me. What is different about me? How come I'm not so guilty like I was yesterday? Well, your mama doesn't have the answer. She doesn't know either. It's the power of God into salvation. You believe the gospel. Oops. You believe the gospel. The thing, this is the thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ, when believed, this is the thing that changes your status with God. It's the thing that breaks the power of sin. Um, I think I should say we're here tonight because someone wasn't ashamed of the gospel about 20 years ago. Someone must have understood, and I heard a testimony tonight saying that God changed him forever. And for that, he is not ashamed of the gospel. So he went out and built a church for God. Don't put words out of my mouth or whatever. With God's help, he built a
2: church.
0: (laughs) I'm assuming we understand that. Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Y'all don't get confused because I read the Bible in context, okay? Nobody, don't, nobody get the jitters. For it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. I hope you, I want you to understand this. If you're expecting to be okay with God by the works of the law, then you got to keep the whole book. You can't miss one thing. You miss one thing, you're guilty for the whole thing. That's what it's saying. Cursed is anyone who does not continue in all of the book of the law. And then I have another big surprise. Even that won't save you. Even that won't save you. You can keep the book of the law to the T and it still won't save you. <coughs> but Paul is saying, you know, Paul's entire life, his, his life's battle was law versus grace. We don't tend to read it that way. And I'm going to promise you, every letter that Paul wrote, in the back of his mind, he was fighting a battle. Law versus grace. And so he's telling the, the Romans, if you're going to try to live and please God by the law, then first of all, you got to keep every single little jot and tittle or none of it works and at the end of the day there's no remission in it <clears throat> it's the thing let me let me read another verse verse 13 same chapter galatians 3:13 christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law <laughs> How about a monkey wrench? Anybody ready for a monkey wrench yet? You know, I always <laughs> keep two or three of them. Here's your first monkey wrench. From the curse of the law. Those are not generational curses. There's no such thing. There are. No, there is no such thing as generational curses. Okay, there's your monkey wrench. <laughs> I think if they were, I'd be the first one to prove it. But I don't find it. <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I'll turn 65 in August. I've been studying the Bible, I don't know how long, but I've been preaching it for 50 years, come July. if I think if it was real, I would see it. I would understand. I'm here to tell you, I know the Word of God. It's not real. No such thing as generational curses. I feel like a seal on the beach. <laughs> All right, there's your monkey wrench. It'll, it'll loose a nut somewhere. <laughs> Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Everybody say, hangeth. hangeth. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Giving thanks unto the Father which had made us made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. First of all is He has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. That means there's something going on here. There's a kingdom here somewhere. There's a a king somewhere. There are riches. There's joy unspeakable and foolish. Somewhere there's a treasure house. And He's making me meet to be a partaker Mm. <laughs> uh, it still boggles my mind how that if I had a late great uncle that was a multi, multi gazillion, triple trillionaire, <laughs> more money than you could spend. You don't have enough days to live to figure out how to spend all this money, okay? He's got all of that, and you get a letter in the mail that he named you in his will, and the reading's going to be Sunday morning at 10 a.m. How much you want to bet I'm going to be there? Well, now we get advertisements all the time that a will is going to be read on Sunday morning, and you've been named... Look at all the empty seats we have. I don't, I don't get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm here. Everybody here. say, Here! here. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? Listen, I want you to pay attention. Made meat to be partakers of the inheritance. Not made partakers. Made meat to be partakers. The partakers part is your job. But he made you meet to be partakers. Which means it's not a done deal yet. You have to walk this out. You have to stay in the realm of partaking because you've been made meet to be a partaker. But you have to decide every single day to be a partaker. He made it possible for you. It means you can walk out of it. It means you don't have to be here for the reading of the will. And you might let other things get in the way at the time of the reading of the will. So something else was more important than the reading of the will. <laughs> Delivered from the power of darkness. The power of darkness is the mandate of sin in judgment with judiciary influence on God. You ought to write that down. If Webster was still alive, he would be writing it down. Look at me like that. That's brilliant.
2: I'm just saying. I'm
0: just saying. Let me say it again because it's very intentional. Very intentional. I meant it. I thought like two hours to get that, ver- that saying right so there. Let me say it again. I'm joking. I'm joking. Power of darkness. The mandate of sin in judgment with judiciary influence on God. It means that sin carries in his briefcase on the day of your judgment the the evidence that forces God to let you go to hell. That's what that means. Sin has no other power As your second monkey wrench sin has no other power sin is not going to pay for anybody's wrongdoing forget it you'll stand before God if you're found in sin sin is not going to pay for your demise you will pay why because sin never forced you to do what you did sin made it possible you to do what you did. And then sin kept a book in his back pocket called the law, that if you break the law, you die. That's the power of sin. The power of sin is that if you get caught in judgment with sin, sin wins the case for your soul. Because he's got the power and he's got the proof. And so he has. So he looks at God and said, "You have to. They have to perish eternally because I got the goods from them. That's the power. That's the only power of sin. You take care of that stuff right now. Like, give me your name again, Aaron. Aaron took care of that. Aaron came in, sin on his heels, with the goods in his hand. But Aaron is totally free tonight. Sin has already left the building." The case is closed and there'll be no such thing as cold case files. Some, too many preachers interpret the power of sin as some dominating power that makes people sin. Ain't ever gonna fly. Ain't never gonna fly. It's, it's a thing called free will. That's what it's called. It, at the end of the day, if you did it, It's your signature on it. Not sin, not Satan, no demon. It's not even your wife. It's not your husband. (laughs) Okay, again, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, Delivered from the power of darkness. Translated into the kingdom of his dear son. The kingdom of his dear son. A spiritual domain with actual jurisdiction. Ain't another thing like it. Not on this planet. Not right now. The church has to go before the Antichrist can set up his. Y'all better read it and weep. This is the law. There's only one power on this planet right now in charge. Only one. It's us. It's us. (laughs) It's, It's the marriage of the Holy Ghost or the uniting of the Holy Spirit and the believer creates an entity of authority that's reigning right now on this planet and Antichrist can't do a thing about it. But when that entity is removed via the rapture of the church, uh, then Antichrist is going to set up his kingdom and then you'll see an ungodly kingdom. Right now there isn't one. Third monkey wrench. Oh, I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry about that. Ah, A spiritual domain with actual jurisdiction. A realm of existence in which there exists a presiding king. Territorial dwelling that involves active behavior and consequence. This means if you don't live by the laws of this kingdom, you will suffer the consequences. The power of darkness doesn't hold that rule. Let me give you a perfect example. If God has a kingdom on this planet, who's the king? Jesus. King of kings, Lord of that would be Jesus. And if you decide to go against kingdom rules, guess what happens? You get cut out. I'm telling you, in uh, 50 years of preaching, I've never heard a prayer like that either, Aaron. That was a straight... That was a straight-up prayer. You sounded just like my, brother's, my mother's son. You just come clean. Dude, don't try to hide it. She knows anyway. <laughs> don't try to hide it. Just be honest. That was, a, that was, that was just from the heart, y'all. I, by faith, Jake and Dardar came to the river tonight to hear that prayer. That's how I feel about it. Now, if Satan has a kingdom, who's the king? Him, that's right, Satan. If Satan has a kingdom, he is the king. Now what happens if you decide like Aaron tonight to turn from that kingdom and not obey its rules? What's going to happen to him now? Excuse me. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen to him. Satan can't do a thing over the fact that Aaron accepted Jesus tonight and turned on, his, on Satan's kingdom. Can't do a thing about it. Why? Because it's not a kingdom and he's not a king. Uh. Yay! Satan doesn't have a kingdom and he is not the king. He's got a dwelling down in hell and he rules and reigns down there. Yeah, not here. Not here, he has no kingdom here. I'm so happy to say that. I'm so happy to say that. And I'm telling you, you can turn on the devil anytime you want. Ain't nothing gonna happen to you. He can't he's 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 powerless. There's no I'm just so, I'm sorry, that's just a fact. You can stop serving the devil any day of the week, and he can't do, <laughs> he can't do a thing to you. Okay, look at somebody and say, that's some pretty good news right there. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> let me use myself as an example here, because let me show you what I'm driving at. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Myself is an example. It means that I'm going from Jesus living in me all the way to me living for him. Let me, let me read. I need to read. Well, here I am. It's, it's coming up right now. Uh, Romans 1.17, the very last part. For therein is, uh, the beginning part, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Looks like I have a fourth monkey wrench. We don't grow from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith like every experience becomes another level of faith. That's not how we grow. And that's certainly not what that's saying. But that would be the only verse that I know of that you could take that from. And it would be a misinterpretation. Because there's a Greek word from, meaning out of, and there's another Greek word to, meaning into. So we're coming out of faith to go into faith. Herein is the righteousness of God revealed. What is the righteousness of God is another thing. five monkey wrenches people christians seem to get confused between two words one righteousness two holiness these are two totally different animals righteousness can only be achieved through the blood of jesus nothing you can do Forget that on just the blood of jesus but holiness is from obeying the word and from the influence of the Word of God in your life. Jesus prayed it himself to the the Father. He said, sanctify them or make them holy through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Flash, okay, another headline. You can live like you're holy and go straight to hell because you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're just doing all that the Bible says to do, and anybody looking at you would think you're holy. Because actually, technically, by the word, you are. You're just not saved. I'm sorry if I'm dropping too much. You know, like this truck holds like 14 yards. We're like to yard number two right now. No. I'm not, I'm not trying to overload you, but let me tell you something. In Israel right now, there's a bunch of people. Who know God and love God and obey all of his commandments but they're not on their way to heaven because according to Romans chapter 10 they haven't accepted Jesus Christ's gospel so you can know God and still go to hell well please tell me if I'm overloading you you have to accept the sacrifice of his son knowing God and believing in God is not enough you must accept the sacrifice of his son. You have to confess, which means agree. The gospel is true. In order to go to heaven, in order to be saved, in order to be part of the church. I didn't mean to do Salvation 101. Okay, how many monkey wrenches we got now? Wow. I did give you a whole set. You got a whole set. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Lifetime guarantee and they're not craftsmen. (laughs) Uh, It means we go from trusting in to being faithful to. Because the word faith in anyone's Greek dictionary can be the same like in mine. Number one, trust and confidence in God. Number two, trust and confidence in Jesus Christ. To be the Savior. Number three, a system of religious beliefs, which is Christianity. Because of you trusting in Jesus, believing in God, and trusting God the Father. And the fourth one is trustworthiness. A person that can be depended on. That's it. That's the only four definitions you'll ever find in the New Testament for the word faith, F-A-I-T-H. The word believe shows up. The word faithfulness shows up. But the word faith, F-A-I-T-H, those are the four definitions. That's all you have to choose from. So you're going to have to apply one of those or all of those to these, to these words. He says, for here is the righteousness of God revealed. This is how the people sees what happens when someone comes to God in faith. Their lives get changed. And next thing you know, they're living for him. So you've gone from faith, trust and confidence in God, to faith. First of all, I could depend on God. Now second of all, God can depend on me. This is the truth. It goes from trusting in to being faithful to. From trusting in Being faithful to. From trusting in to being faithful to. Remember the context. I am not ashamed. That's the context, y'all. We can make the letter say whatever we want it to say if we want to get away from the context. But if you like to study the Bible the way it should be studied, you'll stay in the context. The context is, I am not ashamed, which is the same thing as saying, God can depend on me. Yes. Because I depended on him, and he saved me. Now I'm going to walk for him. I'm going to talk for him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to do for him. It'll be just like watching Jesus. Did I just say that? Did anybody hear that? It'll be just like watching Jesus who went about doing good in the power of the Holy Ghost. i tell you what I love the most about that verse. It, that verse is a repeat from Luke chapter 4 somewhere around verse 14. 18. Verse 14 is it? Where he, Jesus went into Capernaum in the power of <coughs> the Spirit. And begin to do miracles. Right. They what I love about all of that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little chronological. The Holy Ghost hadn't been poured out yet. The Holy Ghost had not been poured out yet, and Jesus is, out, is going around doing stuff in the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm mean, going to tell you that can only mean one thing. That can only mean one thing: He was showing his he was giving his disciples a preview of how they would be operating. He was living in a preview saying y'all hey watch I didn't come here to rule and reign this earth for you right now I just came to get the authority that man lost your daddy Adam lost and put it back into the rightful hands and then you're gonna go around watch me now I'll show you what you're gonna go around do it God is still looking for people that can live in the preview we're not there yet look at your neighbor and say we're not there yet okay look back and say with it why are you living like it then To which you respond and say, I'm living in a preview. (laughs) And I'm not in heaven yet, I'm just acting like it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's a case to put the monkey wrenches in. That was just a case to put the monkey wrenches in. Remember the context. Look at your neighbor and say, remember the context. I am not ashamed. Uh, Let me back up. Let me back up. I am proud to stand up for. I am I am outspoken in the presentation of. I am relentless in the defense of. I am forthgoing in the widespreading of, and I'm top salesman in the product of. God can count on me. I'm not ashamed of this thing that changed my life and saved me. I don't understand it. I don't know how I could wake up this morning so guilty, and I'm gonna go to sleep tonight guilt-free. I can't explain why everything in me feels so different. Can't explain. I came here with a list of who I'm going to beat up tomorrow, and right now, I love everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what happened. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. Paul didn't either. He just said it this way. It, I'm not ashamed of it because it is the power of God unto salvation. It's It came in and it tamed this wild beast inside of me. Turned my life completely around. So I'm not ashamed of it. Can you all believe I'm closing already? (laughs) I'm not ashamed. I will not be unfaithful to. Say that with me. I will not be unfaithful to. Kingdom dwelling requires kingdom living. Kingdom dwelling requires kingdom living. You can be a thief in a kingdom only so long until you get caught. Kingdom dwelling requires kingdom living or there are consequences our theme Jesus went about doing good by the power of the Holy Spirit we then must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit we then must go about doing good i'm going to i'm going to rephrase what every child of god is wanting to hear from God on the day that you stand before him. The scripture says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let me rephrase that in just a few different words. That I believe in the heart of God, he's saying, it was a good thing that I had you on the planet. Oh, man. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What you did was good. You went about doing good. Come in now. I think it would all mean the same thing. Well done. You did good. You did good, son. At some point in everyone's life, there needs to be a hand on the shoulder saying, You did good. You did good. You did good. And the last time I was here, you sang that song. (laughs) You did good. (laughs) Everybody. Aaron, you did good, son, tonight. You did good. That was good what you did. So there was a nursing home involved. So what? You did good. That's right. Sometimes faith can use a nursing home. (laughs) to get you where you belong who's willing to walk who's who's willing to be there who's who's willing to find themselves in a place that faith got you well it's just another chapter in the life of another child of God by faith Jake and Dardar I'll tell you Aaron I I, I thought about my father-in-law when I listened to you pray you know, he he wasn't always 80 years old. At one time, he was 19. <laughs> Flat on his back on a gurney in the emergency room in Homa, Terrebonne General, with more broken bones than than bones together. Body ripped from a motorcycle accident. Died once or twice on the way to the hospital. Died at the hospital. Doctors decided to send him to New Orleans. Where he could be tended to, knowing he wouldn't live. But we got to do what we got to do. Send him. He died on the way. Before he left home, his pastor stood over him, said, Eddie, don't know if you can hear me, but son, this is bad. Nobody thinks you're going to make it. If you can hear me, you pray. He didn't say, Eddie, repeat after me. He said, Eddie, you pray. Eddie prayed Eddie's prayer just like Aaron prayed Aaron's prayer. He said, God, I got myself in a real mess this time, but if you get me out of this, I won't run no more. I'll preach your gospel. I will not be ashamed of your gospel if you get me out of this. When he got to the charity hospital after dying once or twice on the way, they rushed him into into x-ray, x-rayed him, Technician came out angrier than a hornet with a Cajun woman chasing after it with a fat. <laughs> Who sent this man here? This is a waste of our precious time. No, we brought him here, almost every bone in his body. There is not one bone broken in this man's body. Who sent him here? Aaron, Aaron, he's a fixer. That guy you prayed to tonight is a fixer. He puts broken things together. You should expect that. Brother Landry came out of the uh, hospital went straight to a revival meeting. My wife-to-be at that time was only three years old. We wouldn't meet for years, even though they got to start a church with the same people that my mom and dad were having prayer meetings with, and we knew not to go. I'm guaranteed that Sunday, daddy said, We don't have to go. The Landrys were pulling up saying, We want God sent us to start a church. Where can we start a church? Mm. No phone calls. Hey, Brother Landry. <laughs> no. Hey, Brother Ted, do you have some people like? No, 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 no phone calls. God calls. Yeah. God calls. Yeah. Brother Landry that night since he's three years old crutches, he gets all the way to the altar to make his public declaration, I'm going to follow God. Cindy followed him, only three years old, followed him up to the altar. Brother Landry said, took his crutches and said, God, if you can heal broken bones, you can heal cuts, and he knelt down on all of those stitches in his legs, in his knees. The evangelist, whom we know very well, W.H. Yarbrough now retired as well, he said, gracious there's gonna be blood everywhere this man is covered in stitches God healed every single one of those wounds Bam, just like that (laughs) he stood up put the crutches on the one arm took Cindy in the other arm went to the seat told his wife told my mother-in-law my precious (laughs) mother-in-law said Pack up the kids. We're going to Bible college. I'm going to preach this gospel. That's what they did. Keep it in context. This is all about the gospel. That's right. In a lot of cases, it's the thing you run from. Glory be to God today that you surrender and it catches you. (laughs) And you preach it for how many years? Fifty-eight? Fifty-eight years. Pioneered a handful of churches, built buildings. When it's your calling, it's your gift. Retired but still preaches. Sometimes he's louder than me. (laughs) So I guess I can say, by faith, Edward Landry came to the river to wrap up this message that I had no idea was going to go this way. So, you see, by faith, somebody doing something for God, whether you understand it or not. I mean, the day, the day that Enoch was translated into heaven, he was I know what he was doing. He would say, what's going on? What's going on? He had no clue. <laughs> Faith did it to him. I pray to my heavenly father that you wake up one day in a place you never dreamed you would be, and the only thing you can say is faith got me here. Yeah. So summary. He saw my word summary. Why preaching? Why churches? Why perseverance? Toward the preaching of this gospel. Why? Why all of this? Why 20 years of this and looking for another 20? Why? Tell you why, Pastor Butch, Pastor Sue, they know what I'm about to tell you. It's all about a universal enrollment campaign into the kingdom of God's dear son. It's all about getting people in, training them, and then sending them out. That's right. If you yield yourself, the day is coming. We're going to say, come here, let me show you where the door is. That's right. It's time for you to go. (laughs) Hello? It can happen to anybody under the sound of my voice. It can happen to anybody here. Am I right? (laughs) I'm afraid so. This man's not trying to keep you. He's trying to train you, train you, and send you. And it doesn't matter to him who you are. Some of you are going to stay. That's what—that's your calling. You're going to stay. But some of you, <laughs> you're just not going to stay. <laughs> you're going to have to. The day's coming. You're going to have to go. You'll be ready to go, and you're going to go. It's kingdom living. I am not ashamed of this gospel. Listen. He hung for me. I stand for him. Stand with me. I want you to say it. He hung for me. He hung for me. I, stand for him. I stand for him. I want to do everything he did. I want to do, like he said, I want to do more than what he did. Uh, tonight, re- real simply, if there's anybody under the sign of my voice that tonight you know you can feel God's hand is on you and God, you know there's a journey ahead of you and, and you're going to take the training until you're ready to go, until you're released and you're ready and you'll be ready to go. I, I don't want to trick you into first raising your hand and then now that you've got your hand up, I can make you get up here. I just want you to come up here. I just want you to just admit it, say, I know God's hand is on me and I know that one day I'm going to be doing something for him in a special way and I'm going to take my training and I'm going to come on coming just come just do it. Anybody from anywhere <clears throat> right, just, just go ahead, just be. You're making an honest statement, your heart, you're listening to your heart. I'm going to tell you, let me tell you what I sensed in the spirit. Aaron, let me tell you what I sensed in the spirit. You've got some experience. You've got a background in God. What you did tonight was a son coming home. That's what he did tonight. He prayed a prayer of a son coming home. And Aaron, if you wanted to come up here tonight, I wouldn't stop you because I see a future for you in the things of God right now what's what you're fighting with is the errand that you know what I'm talking about is the errand that God knows and I believe his hand is on you and you're going to need to get some training to go all the way with this because I'm gonna tell you your life has changed tonight I don't know what you're gonna to do tomorrow but tonight you're a whole new man because God stepped in God heard your prayer We were just innocent bystanders. God heard your prayer, and I know his hand is on you. So you deal with that, and you remember what I said, but you deal with that however you you want to. But I love you, my, my friend. I love you. Anybody else? Thank you. Just raise your hands to God and say, God, okay, I know. Just tell him I know. And I'm willing to do everything I'm supposed to do to get this all done. To get it, to get. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be trained. I'm willing to be equipped. I want you to tell God. I, you need to say these words to God right now. She said, "Because I'm standing in a church that believes in reaching the world. A church." That never, not one day, in 20 years of existence, tried to build itself, always tried to build the kingdom. So right here, I tell you, God, I know, so I'm going to take my training, and I'll go. And you can count on me, because... I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ it is the power of God unto salvation salvation. (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah you make it real to him now you make it real to him right now and you get ready to sign up you get ready to present yourself for training for guidance for correction Do your dead level best to never miss the reading of the will Did you hear me Do your dead level best never to miss the reading of the will because your name is in there You have an inheritance to collect Compassion Where's where's yours? (laughs) Mm.
1: Well, you've enlisted tonight. (laughs) Right? You enlisted. You've counted the cost. It's really not a man speaking to you. It was the Lord speaking to you. And he needs you. He wants you. Can I
0: say, you guys are the footworks for the next 20 years. <laughs>
1: it's going to take God. It takes it's the gonna Lord. It's going to take.
0: It will take God. You know,
1: I've been kind of kicking and screaming just the last six months. <laughs> and some of you may have felt it because we sent, went, so we're down to what's here. <laughs> I'm like, Lord. Yeah. Now I'm in the flesh. It's like the third time. We're gonna do it again. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is it. We're it. This is the best God has right here. Yes. You are the best He has. The potential's <laughs> in you. Hallelujah. The calls on you. And so we're gonna
0: Hallelujah. How, does How about, about if I start on that end and lay hands on every single one of
1: them? Man, I feel like if we don't let you do that, you ain't going to be happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like that's, Y'all all step up two foot, because if you don't, we got to deal with chairs. Thank you, Lord.
0: Wow, I just heard, something. I'm going to take a
1: Say, say, my sata.
0: God's got some revelation. God's got some reality. Because when you speak, in the <throat> name of Jesus.
1: Hey, Jacob. Yes. From that boy. Him too to right here they in my bible school
0: oh wow
1: so they're in the train
0: wow hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> in the name of jesus yes lord god we seal it tonight in the name of jesus come on lord come on yes lord god you heard jesus. in the name of jesus. jesus in the name of jesus oh yeah hallelujah. this is going to be this is going to be a two-way street god, we a well is going to fill and a well is going to overflow This one. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Take the cap. Take the cap off of it. God's not revealing the limit yet. But he's going to take you somewhere. So it's not a matter of limit. Not a matter of limit. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. God, God, we lay hands because we say <laughs> yes.
2: Come on, baby. We in. say yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Lord. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: So
0: yes. yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Ooh. There's a story coming, listen, Lafayette is not, Lafayette's only the beginning of this story. In time to come, you will say some places that you are from, you will be amazed where God put you. You will say, I just came from, God's got some places for you. Wow. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say say, do it. We say do it, Lord. We say do it yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord faith sinned faith you just
1: sinned.
0: hallelujah hallelujah see we don't have to know we don't have to know God knows and so God Urges us, motivates us, incites us (laughs) to faith. He uses faith to get us to move. Yes, in the name of Jesus, we say yes, Lord. We say yes. Yes, Lord, I will. Yes, Lord. I will receive my training. I will. I will receive it. I will be trained. I will be equipped. And I will go. And I will do. I will do. Yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father.
1: Well, guys, we will see you tomorrow, 630. Uh, We'll have another special guest here and a whole new praise team, but you have to come to see who it is. Good night. Sleep well. See you tomorrow.